0: Hello and welcome back to Why Such a Fast Podcast. We have Kate Janet from Janet HR Solutions with us again. Hi, Kate. Hi, Christina. Excellent. So, in today's episode, we are going to answer one of the key questions, which is: after selecting the candidate, what are the next steps? From an HR perspective, Kate, what should an organization be doing? The key steps after selecting the candidate? So,
1: once the candidate has been selected, um, ultimately the onboarding process begins. However, rewind back slightly. Um, initially, obviously, we need to send out an offer of employment um, to the successful candidate. What I always advise clients is to always make this a conditional offer of employment. And what that means is you can require certain criteria before officially offering the job, which allows time for you to then collect references, complete any pre-employment checks, complete the necessary right to work checks. Because if the job offer was not a conditional offer and then you completed these checks and there was anything unsatisfactory or something that you weren't happy with, you are then ultimately bound by that employment contract, even if the candidate potentially hasn't even started work yet. Um, If you were to then withdraw that offer, you would be in effect with terminating the contract. So then you would be liable for notice periods and any other losses that candidate may have suffered. Um, So I always say ensure a conditional offer of employment is sent and then outline in that offer letter what those requirements are, what the conditional offer is. Is subject to, um, satisfactory references, um, necessary employment checks, etc. Whatever it, job specific, um, obviously there's different pre-employment checks required for different roles, different industries, um, but that is obviously important to have that there to avoid being liable for other things down the line unnecessarily.
0: Yeah. thanks yes. Um, and you know, from uh, from a GDPR perspective. Once you've selected a candidate and you're then going to offer the role to that candidate together with that offer, whether it's conditional or not, well, hopefully it's conditional, <laughs> um, then you know privacy notice should be added uh, so in conjunction with that. And the other thing to be aware of is that when you are storing as an organisation the data of the applicant, you must store it securely. So you must have ensure that your system has all of the various security measures, technical and operational um, measures, only authorised personnel to have access to that data. If as part of the... Onboarding, you're also collecting from the candidate and the job applicant uh, information such as ethnicity, gender, sexual orientation, religion, trade union membership, criminal convictions, medical, etc., that the individual might or might have not volunteered. Make sure that you keep this information, this data separate from the applicant file from the candidate file and and if you can better to anonymize them or at the very least you need to pseudonymize them so in other words they should never be put together because all of that information can identify the individual and therefore you will then be in breach of data protection. So keep them separate and and anonymize them if you can if possible but at least at the very least pseudonymise them.
1: Excellent. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, no, definitely. Yes. And I think that's probably something a lot of businesses aren't aware of at that stage. That's probably something yes. that they consider further
0: down the line, but potentially that could be too late. if there is. If yeah, it should late. be part, really. I mean, the ideal is that, and regardless, should have a process in place when, a, when an employee or a new employee, whether it's current or future, to have that data separate. So you have one system like an HR system where you have you know the employee bank details, you know performance review, all of that stuff and then their more sensitive information they have volunteered at the beginning of the of the, of the onboarding process in a separate file where they're not linked to an individual because yeah. ultimately the reason why an organization wants to collect this information like ethnicity gender sexual orientation is to do with a uh, comply with the equality act so so long as they can demonstrate that they have you know men and women working in their organization you know a racial p- proportional ratios that they have various ethnicity that they have various religious so well, they're not discriminating they don't have to say Christina is female and John is male do you know what I mean that information is no. left to be linked to an individual it's it's just an analysis yeah it's a report so that's that's what it means yes so there you go Excellent. <laughs> I've learned something new and you've learned something <laughs> new it's great I love this <laughs> definitely yeah excellent Kate thank you very much take no, care thanks for Steve. having me Bye. Bye.